Hey, good morning, folks. How are you doing today? Are you ready for an adventure? Excellent! Say hello to a new friend On an old road Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Yes, and I am Jim Hinckley, and this is Jim Hinckley's America, where adventures are guaranteed. Our destination today is Grand Canyon Caverns, a living time capsule from the era of Studebakers, tail fins, and I like Ike buttons. Located a mere 160 miles and about 70 years from the glitz and glamour of Las Vegas, the caverns rates high on my list of must-see attractions on Route 66. Today's program is sponsored in part by the city of Cuba, Missouri's mural city. This delightful and dynamic little village nestled in the Ozark Mountains is a destination for Route 66 enthusiasts. And if you're looking for a great new place to call home, this is it. This program and Jim Hinckley's America are also sponsored in part by supporters of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform. That's uh, patreon.com, Jim Hinckley's America. And if you'd like more information about today's adventure, Contact us through Jim Hinckley's America on Facebook. And if you're a supporter of Jim Hinckley's America, well, I've made some arrangements with Caverns Management to offer a little something special for you to provide a bit of added incentive for your next visit. Plus, if you're traveling in a group, I've got something special for you too. One of the longest uninterrupted remaining segments of Route 66 stretches from the Partridge Creek Bridge just west of Ash Fork to Topak on the Colorado River. Build is 160 miles of smiles. This segment of the iconic old highway is a scenic wonderland. I often tease visitors that a one-eyed blind man is going to have trouble taking bad photos out here. Route 66 in western Arizona is no mere highway. It's a tangible link to centuries of history. A Native American trade route cut through these mountains and across the wide valleys long before Columbus set sail. That was the path followed by Father Garces during his expeditions in 1776. Lieutenant Beale and his camel caravan followed in his footsteps in 1858 and surveyed a road, the foundation for Route 66 in the southwest. Shortly after old Henry Ford introduced his Model T, the one and only Tin Lizzie, a series of historic trails including the Beale Wagon Road and Mojave Road was knit together as a highway of sorts. It was signed and promoted as the National Old Trails Road. That was the road Emily Post followed on her epic adventure that she translated into a very popular book of the day by motor to the Golden Gate. It was also the road that Etzel Ford and his college buddies followed to California in the summer of 1915. By modern standards, it wasn't much of a highway. 
Edsel kept a journal that chronicled his adventures, and his entry for July 15th gives a hint at the trials and tribulations these pioneering tourists faced. Williams, Arizona. All got supplies at garage, talked to Ford agent, had lunch at Ash Forks, loafed along, found it very hot, bought some oranges and gas at Seligman, Stutz broke another spring about 15 miles out and returned to Seligman. Cadillac and Ford went on to Kingman, arriving at midnight, Brunswick Hotel. Very rough and dusty roads. Wired Los Angeles for axle parts. Days run, 146 miles. Post, Ford, and tens of thousands of pioneering tourists travel the National Old Trails Road across northern New Mexico and Arizona, seeking scenic wonders, the exotic cultures of Native American tribes, and just simply grand adventure. Ironically, travelers heading west across the Aubrey Valley from Seligman, they missed a stunning natural wonder, because no one knew it was there. It was hidden several hundred feet under the road. This was Grand Canyon Caverns. In about 1927, an itinerant woodcutter and wrangler named Walter Peck discovered the caverns. According to legend, he was headed for a poker game, took a shortcut, and discovered the cavern's entrance while narrowly missing out on stumbling into that big black hole. He returned the following day with his brother and a few friends and had them lower him into the darkness. Convinced that the caverns hid great wealth, he filed a claim and be began exploring the labyrinth of rooms and tunnels. Well, he never found gold or silver in the caverns, but he did discover a fortune in the pockets of tourists traveling the newly minted Route 66. Peck and his partners lowered the curious into the darkness on, with a contraption that they called dope on a rope. They started by charging a quarter for the experience and soon doubled the price and people still paid. Well, it was not a very professional operation. And there are stories that on occasion the boys upside would uh, pass the bottle and forget about the hapless explorer in the caverns until the next morning. From these humble beginnings, the caverns evolved with Route 66. In the late 1930s, with wood from the Hoover Dam project, stairs and a swinging bridge replaced the dope on the rope system and provided easier access to the caverns. In the 1950s, an elevator was added, and by the 1960s, the caverns was a major attraction. In Arizona, it was second only to the Grand Canyon itself. It was such a popular stop that Route 66 at the entrance was converted into a four-lane highway. Now, Paul always told me better to fill your head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all, and here's a bit of trivia for you. Outside of a major metropolitan area, this was the only four-lane section of Route 66 between Albuquerque and Los Angeles. In about 1960, the caverns were given the name Grand Canyon Caverns, and plans were laid to develop the property as a resort with an exclusive housing development. Well, the subdivision idea fell by the wayside pretty quickly, but by 1965, the caverns was a full-fledged resort with motels, swimming pool, two restaurants, truck stop, gas station, garage, expansive gift shop, and, of course, caverns tours on paved trails. In 1978, Route 66 was bypassed across northern Arizona, and the caverns resort went into a downward spiral. Reportedly, there was an 80% drop in business within a year. Fast forward to the 21st century in the era of Renaissance on Route 66. 
Like the highway itself, the caverns have risen from the ashes like the mythical phoenix. The motel and pool have been renovated as time capsules, circa 1964, but with modern amenities. The restaurant's been restored to its rustic glory, and another one's been added deep within the caverns, as well as a one-of-a-kind motel room. There are wheelchair-accessible tours, or, if you're adventuresome, opportunities for spelunking. The RFE Park has received accolades, and a miniature golf course has been added. The caverns are once again a destination for families and for adventures. Now they're also a destination for legions of international Route 66 enthusiasts. And if you take a stroll through the pinyon pines and the cedars come sundown, and you listen quiet on the breeze, you can almost hear the sound of Edsel Ford's Model T carried on the breeze. Well, it's time to wrap up this week's adventure, but before I do, I need to give the caverns another plug or two. First, some of the best pie on Route 66 is found at the caverns restaurant. And if you want to step back in time and experience the glory days of Route 66 and be assured of a restful night's sleep, stay a night at the caverns inn. I hope that you can join us next week for another episode of 10 Minutes with Jim as we sample the brews on Beale Street. As the song says, come along for the ride. With that said, I'd like to give a hearty thank you to the boys of the road crew for our theme song. If you want perfect tunes for a road trip, check out the road crew at roadcrew66.com. See you next week for another adventure in Jim Hinckley's America, mi amigos. Adios!